Hello and welcome to Babelfish, the podcast where humanists, freethinkers and atheists share their life stories. The podcast where non-believers from all over the world share the challenges and the risks they face. You can support Babelfish by becoming a patron. Do it on patreon.com or the Danish equivalent tenor.dk. You'll find the links in the episode description. I hope you will enjoy today's episode. Welcome to this episode of the podcast where I'm still in London talking to Giovanni and maybe you can present yourself. Yes, hi, I'm Giovanni Gaetani, the Growth and Development Officer of Humanist International. Mm-hmm. I work for this organization since 2017, so it's two and a half years that I'm in London and I'm quite happy to be here. Yeah, and how uh, did you become a humanist? Oh, well, it's a really long story, <laughs> but we have time. So yeah, we have I plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, I was born in a very Catholic environment, even mm-hmm. though my family wasn't that Catholic. In Italy, we have this uh, traditional Catholicism. So like 90-95% of people is baptized Catholic. Yeah. But then just 17% of people actually go to the Mass every Sunday or once per month so the kind of culture catholic or something yeah it's yeah mainly a facade it's Mm. mainly an appearance um yeah so i was born in in a town with twenty thousand inhabitants Mm. it was a a really small town in the center of italy Uh, up to 14 years old i was a catholic then i started Uh, questioning myself about, for example, the role of the church, the Catholic Church, and at that point, at that point, I wasn't becoming an atheist. I was just criticizing the political and economical power mm-hmm. of the Catholic Church, the contradi- contradictions of the, the institution, and that's why I defined that phase like the anti-clerical uh, phase. Um, so I started to say to myself, okay, I'm a Catholic, I'm a, I'm a Christian outside mm-hmm. the Catholic Church. Okay. Let's read the Bible by first step. And this mm-hmm. was a huge mistake <laughs> because I, I, I took my, my own Bible, I started reading from Genesis to the end. Uh, I really appreciated the Gospels, but at the same time, I found that the whole Bible is really contradictory. Like yeah, all, I, re- I read it as well, yeah. <laughs> like really... all, all other sacred texts. Mm. Um, so at some point I said to myself, okay, maybe I'm not even anymore a Christian. So I defined myself as an agnostic. Uh, and I started to say, yes, I believe there's something like mm. a principle uh, that created the world that gives an order to the universe but then this was really a transition a transaction transition mm-hmm. phase and i went to the university when i was 18 years old in rome and <laughs> it, it, it was a coincidence but i ended up in a very catholic university okay. the second university of rome and it was really funny because i was almost an atheist no i can say i was an atheist At that time. But you haven't defined yourself as yeah, an atheist. Yeah, it was, it was really hard because yeah. in Italy the, the the word atheist and the concept of atheism it's a taboo. Still okay. a taboo. Or at least it's something um, that it's seen in a bad way. 
Mm. There's a lot of prejudice, a lot of stigma against atheists. Yeah. And every time you say to someone, I am an atheist, either you have uh, an ally, another atheist, mm. or people will say, oh, if you don't believe in God, then what do you believe in? Mm. Um, I mean, I realize it's not a, 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 a huge discrimination because Italy is still part of Europe and uh, things are going better and better every year. But there's still this stigma okay. towards non-believers. Yeah. And then I studied philosophy. I read a lot of uh, Nietzsche, Albert Camus. Mm. And then when I was 25 years old, the day of my 25th birthday, I decided to debaptize myself. Oh. Because in Italy, we actually have something called sbattezzo, which okay. is debaptize. Oh. Yes. Um, it is nothing uh, sacred, it's nothing spiritual, it's basically a political uh, act. Mm -hmm. uh, I decided to debaptize myself because uh, all the criticism towards the Catholic Church stands. Is, I still believe that the Catholic Church is corrupt. And also I wasn't a believer anymore, so why still be a Catholic? Mm -hmm. uh, I sent my letter. Uh, and then one month after, I was officially excommunicated by the Catholic Church. Oh, so you get excommunicated? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Officially. When you do it. Yeah, okay. You cannot uh, marry in church anymore. You mm. cannot uh, be the godfather of uh, your nephew or whatever. No. And yeah, but, but it wasn't like a, um, a sort of militant atheist act. For me, it was simply reconciling what I believe with what, what I am mm. and I didn't mention humanism at the, up to now because in Italy humanism is nothing. Mm. The, the, the mere word humanism is often confused with uh, the Renaissance movement yeah you know and so I discovered humanism because I was a representative of the youth section of UAR, mm. the union of atheists and agnostics or rationalist atheists and yeah. agnostics. <laughs> long, very long time. It's title. too long. Yeah, it's yeah, too, too long. long. Yeah. I, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, I was a representative for UAR in uh, Oslo during the General Assembly of... Uh, 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 right now it's called Young Humanist International, but before yeah. it was the youths... Oh, AIEO. Yeah, uh, AIEO. Yeah, very long name also. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I went also in Utrecht for the European Humanist Youth Days. And something started to move inside me, like, mm. okay, maybe atheism is not enough. I, I'm, I'm still mm. an atheist, yeah. out, out and loud. Yeah. Uh, I define myself proudly an atheist, but it's not everything. No. It's just, I would say in Latin is the pars destruens, is the negative part, but I have also a pars construens, which mm. is the positive part yeah. of what I believe in. I don't believe in God, I don't believe in supernatural powers or transcendent gods mm. or whatever, but I do believe in reason, in human beings, in empathy, in secularism, and I do engage myself in a lot of uh, challenges and mm. battles like LGBT rights, uh, feminism, mm. and so on. Yeah, okay. And yeah. yeah, so to reply to your question, mm. I started defining myself humanist 
basically from 2017, 2016. Okay, yeah. But still, if I'm outside Italy, in North Europe, I can easily say I'm a humanist because most of the people know what, mm, what, what is, a humanist yeah. is. If I go back to Italy, I have to say something like, I'm a atheist humanist or I'm a humanist atheist. It's strange. Okay. But the word itself is, is not enough. Oh, okay. And that's why mm. um, this year I decided to open a blog mm. uh, just on uh, humanist philosophy. And yeah. it's all in Italian because yeah. I said to myself, why open another blog on humanism in English? Mm. Italy really needs to appreciate you, the humanist philosophy. Mm -hmm. And so slowly uh, I'm spreading the word of humanism in Italy. In Italy. <laughs> like, a, like a priest. Yeah. <laughs> it's working, it's working. Yeah. And, and I'm happy to do it during my free time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And what, uh, okay. And then you applied for the role as a development officer. That was a new role in yeah. Humanist International. So you have, you have had a say in, uh, in, in building up the content of mm -hmm. that role. So what do you do? So when I started in 2017, there was already a three-year plan, mm. uh, 2017, 2020, um, but it wasn't so structured like uh, right now mm. because we are expanding at a high rate every year. Um, when I started, the first thing that we have done is uh, putting some goals in terms of growth. Mm. So every year we are increasing the membership by 25 member organization every year. It's, yeah, it's a, a lot. lot. It's a yeah. lot. And we aim to have 200 members by the end of the month, the, the year, mm. 2019. And we are confident that we can make it. Um, then we started organizing events all around the world, especially in developing countries uh, called the Café Humaniste. Yeah. Um, it's basically a series of events where Humanist International uh, funds uh, uh, put some financial support and the member organizations in loco helps logistically. Mm. And I remember the first year we organized just six Cafe Humanist yeah. in 2018, eight. And right now, boom, it's like 16. It's we, we aim to oh. have 16. So it's almost doubled. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of work. I'm doing it with my marvelous colleagues, but it's never enough. We need more staff members, mm. more resources. But I'm I'm happy because uh, throughout these two and a half years, I can see things changing. Mm. We are receiving more donations, more support, more visibility also. Yeah, yeah, because the events is also to, is to create visibility locally, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we are helping uh, humanists all around the world to mm. create new organization. It's not just about supporting the existing one. No. So one of the biggest success that we had this year is a new member organization in Liberia, Liberia yeah, with Humanist Liberia, yeah. another organization in uh, Mauritius, mm -hmm. uh, Secular Humanist Mauritius. We are discussing to organize, to create a new organization in Jordan, but there's a security risk. I could imagine. Course. Yeah, there would be. Yeah. In Bangladesh as well, mm. but it's really hard. Yeah. And yeah, we are really busy, but at the same time, we are already uh, seeing the products of our mm. work. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. 
So, uh, so you're supporting the the formal, what can you say, establishment of the organizations mm -hmm. as well. So yes, you, you give support on how to do it, or yeah. So we provide both resources and advice. Yeah. So not only money to do things, but also how to do it. Mm. Indeed, in 2017 and 2018, we uh, published two guides called How to Start a, member, uh, a mm. Humanist Organization and How to Run a member organization, uh, a Humanist Organization. Yeah. Because many times uh, people uh, have a big uh, um, determination, mm. but they don't have the, the tools, the means to do it. Yeah, to organize it. And, yeah. yeah. And okay. We, we, we provide advice on how to be present online because from my point of view, social networks are fundamental today, mm. especially for humanism, because on, once, on, on the one hand, you have big religious groups with a lot of money that can still be so grassroots mm. because they have money. Yeah. Humanist organization. We don't have any money. We don't have any money. <laughs> no. So we, we need to, uh, how do you say in English? Uh, uh, to be. Need to find other ways. Creative. Yeah, yeah. creative. Let's be creative. Yeah. And social networks really help. Yeah. And, and I think that we see the societies in general are secularizing. More and more people are becoming atheists and humanists. And I think social networks are part of this mm. changing because I heard a lot of time people in the uh, Middle East, for example, uh, they say to themselves, I thought I was the only atheist in my mm. own country. But then I went online and found a community of atheists like me, humanists yeah. like me. Uh, it's working. Also, many of the, the people I've talked to in Africa saying that they grew up thinking they were the only ones questioning the mm -hmm. religion. And when they became older and started at high school or university, they met uh, the concepts of cr critical thinking and philosophy. And then they found out that they were not alone. And it's been quite a, a journey for them because they have felt so alone for so long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then suddenly discovering this whole community of atheists and humanists online yeah, yeah. Is, uh, has been the almost an epiphany for some of them, they yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I don't want to compare myself to mm. atheists in Middle East or in Africa, no. but I had a similar experience because yeah. when I started questioning my religious faith, I felt really alone and it was a, a, an individual journey. Mm. And I remember I discovered the existence of UAR, the, the, mm. the Italian organization, when I was 23 years old, I think. Yeah. I sent my thesis for a prize uh, and, mm. and I won it. And mm. then I started being a volunteer for that organization. Yeah. But before 2013, I remember, I really felt alone. Mm. I really felt I was a kind of, I don't know, um, heretic. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> it was really hard. Also because when you turn uh, to your family, you still see a little bit of discrimination. Yeah. The paradox is that I started as the only questioning atheist and then my family followed my journey <laughs> and right now they almost all know the liver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could go that in that direction, I guess, that it's that's the way around it. So um, and I guess you also use 
a lot of different social media to get these organizations growing? I... Well, Facebook is still the biggest one, mm. but we understand that every region have a different preferred social network. For example, we see that, for example, in Africa and in Asia, WhatsApp, it's going huge. Yeah. And for us, it's strange because you use WhatsApp for communication with friends or family, mm. but for them, they have these huge uh, WhatsApp groups and they use it as a new social network. Mm. We, we see that while Twitter, uh, especially in Europe, is going down, in some other parts, it, it, it's still uh, a, a big social network. Instagram, um, nobody is appreciating how Instagram is going well. Mm. And I don't think many humanist organizations are, are, are on Instagram. Not really. But Not maybe, really. maybe they should yeah. because the traffic is going to Instagram a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's mm. it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it, what else do you do? Ah, well, we, we uh, provide a lot of grants. Yeah. So this year we had five rounds of grants. The Humanist Regional Hub Grants, the Young Humanist Regional <laughs> Hub Grants, the Travel Grants, the Humanist Development Grants, and the Cafeminist Grants. Yeah. So it's a lot of work. Every mm. month we have a new <laughs> round. Um, we organize not only Cafeminist, but also other events all around okay. the world. Um, we had a, um, an event here in London in Conway Hall last, in April with uh, Bonia. Ahmed mm. and um, Salil Tripathi on uh, fundamental, fundamentalism rising in Bangladesh and India. Yeah. We're going to have Dan Barker from Freedom from Religion Foundation here in London again uh, to talk about his marvelous journey from uh, being a, a, an evangelic preacher to an mm. atheist. Um, and yeah, basically we also try to coordinate humanist organizations around the world because what we said about individuals is also true for organizations. Mm. Maybe if, you're, if there are many organizations all around the world, if they think that they are doing their job alone, they might feel alone or desperate. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the humanist movement in a global way, from a broader point of view, you might think that we are part of a same um, movement from Asia to Latin America, and that every humanist organization is on a particular place in the spectrum. Yeah. We have Northern European organizations doing terribly well. Think about the Norwegians. Yeah. They have 90,000 members. <laughs> all, are, all are jealous of <laughs> yeah. the Norwegians. Yeah. On, a, on a population of 5 million people. Yeah. And then we have organizations, I don't know, in Sri Lanka with 10 people. Yeah. But they share the same values, mm. they are fighting for the same values, even though the political and cultural situations are really different. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe in international solidarity. I believe that the Norwegians can teach to the others mm. how they achieve those results, while not forgetting that also people in the less fortunate countries can teach yeah, us a exactly. lot. Yeah. Uh, for example, going back to my decision of debaptizing, mm. one of the, I think, most noble reasons why I, I debaptize is the fact that many, many people cannot do it freely mm. around the world. Yeah. I have this possibility, this liberty, 
and then I must do it. Yeah, you so can I, actually do it. So yeah. it's important to show that yeah. you can do it. Yeah. Because I mean, it seems always the same uh, story, but still in 12 countries, apostasy is punishable mm. with that penalty. Yeah. Other six countries punish it with prison. And then we have uh, countries punishing blasphemy all around, 71 countries. Mm. So 70, because Greece this year. I just decided, yeah. <laughs> to, to take it off. That was good. <laughs> so that, that's why I, I like my position also, mm. because I can see uh, humanism working from a, a, a global point of view. Mm. And so we see a lot of successes, but also a lot of backlash. Yeah. Uh, in general, I tend to be optimistic, but what we are seeing in the last years, it's really frightening. Yeah, mm -hmm. but hopefully we can change, change it again, so it's, it will go forward. Yeah. But one of the things I also experienced when traveling in Africa is that the small organizations, where there might only be 10 active, mm -hmm. are also looking outside their country. And uh, it seems like they have a lot of hope and get a lot of energy um, to get some uh, experience from from the bigger countries, and that actually keeps them going. Mm -hmm. That they can see it's possible yeah, yeah. to establish an organization. Now, also that's also why I'm interested in the international aspects uh, and uh, and uh, in in humanism because I think we can help each other. We're all part of this yeah. global community. Yes, smaller organizations can. Uh, replicate the mm. bigger campaigns yeah. and vice versa because sometimes we see small organizations coming out with so creative ideas yeah. no because mm. it's true that social networks right now are a powerful tool mm. available for everyone so it's not like before you needed to have a big established organization no. to reach many people right now if you make a, a good post you can potentially reach millions of people. Mm. Uh, I make you an example. Uh, our Facebook page last year had just 29,000 followers. Mm. We published uh, the infographics about the Freedom of Thought report. Yeah. And only that post reached almost 700,000 followers wow. all around the world. Yeah. Our page went from 29,000 followers to 33 in yeah. less than one week and so it was just one post that mm. made us this move, move forward in, yeah, in that way. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And so communication is fundamental mm. today. Uh, you know, people scroll the timeline so fast, but if you are really capable of a uh, catching the attention, yeah. you can do miracles. Yeah, and then it will share, and yeah. then it will be spread. Yeah, yeah. Long way, and then you will reach people mm -hmm. far, far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's people incredible. who never heard the word humanism, and then all of a sudden can start defining themselves humanist. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else you do? Or um, well, there's a lot of admin work, but it's, <laughs> Always. Not, it's not that interesting. <laughs> no. So yeah. yeah, we do some translations. Mm. Now we have the Amsterdam Declaration in more than 30 languages. Mm. I don't remember the exact number. Yeah. Uh, I do some videos and some mm. graphics and stuff like this. Yeah. And you need to, you said there was an original plan from three year plan. So that's almost done yeah i mean we're not gonna stop <laughs> no. our growth what's the next plan <laughs> but 
In 2017, the focus was Latin America, mm -hmm. and we did really well. We doubled our membership in yeah. Latin America. And 2018 was Africa, mm -hmm. and we grew about the 31%, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact number. And right now it's Asia, yeah. but Asia is huge. So, yeah, and there are yeah. hardly any organizations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a paradox because just China has one billion people <laughs> and 93% yeah. of the population is atheist. Yeah. But this doesn't mean that human rights are expected. No. And indeed, China performs really badly in our freedom of thought yes. report. Yeah. Uh, this is a good example of how being atheist doesn't make you a good person. Exactly. Automatically. Because you don't necessarily fight for human rights. Yeah, also not good. Yeah. yeah. You can still be a bad person if, yeah. if you don't believe in God. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we need to spread humanism and not atheism. Mm. And I say it from an atheist point of yeah. view. <laughs> in Italy, I'm often, often criticized because they think I'm a allied of religious people. Uh, yeah. Uh, from my point of view, I'm a liberal, I'm a humanist, and I support freedom of religion so, or belief. Mm. It means that as long as you are believing in what you believe without interfering with my freedom, mm. you no, have the right to do harming it. harming anybody, yeah. yeah, as long as you don't harm And I will defend else. your right to do it, mm. even though I think it's crazy what you're thinking mm. about. Yeah. So we have many, many examples, but I do believe in uh, individual freedom. Yeah. Uh, and I think that one of the problems of the 21st century is that we are like uh, criticizing, uh, we, we have not understood liberalism mm. and now we are fighting against it, <laughs> not understanding that liberalism is what made us free in this way, yeah. at least in Europe. So Maybe it's, don't you think it's also because people are putting liberalism and capitalism? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Say so it's the same. It's yeah, not. It's not. <laughs> Liberalism <laughs> yeah. is a political principle, yeah. <laughs> while free market, not free market, neoliberalism, yeah. as they call it, is another thing. It's another thing, yeah. completely another thing. I think that's why liberalism has a mm -hmm. bad reputation yeah, 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 <laughs> in yeah. the end. Yeah. As yeah, people in, in, in English-speaking countries use li uh, political liberalism mm. versus economic liberalism yeah in italy we are lucky because we have two different words for oh, it. we have two different words but yeah. but, but <laughs> unfortunately some politicians used the term liberalism i'm not yeah. gonna make any name berlusconi mm. <laughs> so uh, liberalism right now in italy has a uh, a bad reputation yeah, as well. yeah. Oh, okay yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much, Joanne. It was uh, nice talking to you. It was and my pleasure. Listening to all the good work you do. <laughs> thank you for listening. Remember, you can support Babelfish by becoming a patron. You can also follow Babelfish on Facebook and on Instagram. You'll find the links in the episode description. Until next time, be a happy human.